This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you've been recording for years or you're looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host, back with another episode for you. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to share my condolences with Ray Lewis, for Ray Lewis, and for his son, Ray Lewis III, who passed away on, I think, Wednesday. So the report came out on Thursday. His brother posted on Instagram um, about his passing, saying, really can't believe I'm even typing this, but RIP, big brother. I pray you're at peace now because I know how much pain you were in or how much you were really hurting. And this one hit a little different. I don't want to speculate too hard on, you know, what may have been the cause of death since it wasn't released yet. But, you know, that last line talking about I knew how much you're really hurting and I pray you're at peace now kind of makes me think that Ray Lewis III took his own life in some way, shape or form. Um, Just terrible news. And this one kind of hit a little different for me when I heard because Ray Lewis III is a guy that I've met. Um, down in Georgia at Georgia State University and uh, in Atlanta, we both were at a tryout at ANC Combine trying to get an invite to camp, trying to get a team to look at us, whether it be NFL, CFL, um, XFL, whatever it may have been. So we were both down there trying out for the same position. And, you know, I got to chop it up with him a little bit. Real humble dude, real down to earth. Wouldn't know he was Ray Lewis's son until they called his name and said Ray Lewis. But he didn't, you know, use that in any form to say like hey I'm better than everybody you know he's real down to earth real cool and just real humble dude and it just it's so terrible to hear that you know someone under the age of 30 like him at 28 years old uh, lost their life and you know I just you know can only pray for Ray Lewis and his family and I just wish them all the comfort and you know anything they need that I hope they get Um, but nothing can replace the loss of a life especially your son so uh, all my condolences to him, and I hope that they find some uh, comfort in this trying time. In NBA news, John Morant was handed his 25-game suspension to start the new season, which they kind of put the hammer down, but also not. For waving a gun on Instagram Live, first time you saw him on Instagram Live, he was in Shotgun Willies in Denver, Colorado. Or, as an insider, if you played for the Colorado XO or a member of the American Raptors, you called it Shotgun Rickies. That's a little inside thing that we had going on, but... Yeah, Shotgun Willis, Denver, Colorado, and now on Instagram Live in a car with his friend. And John Morant, he just, I mean, he has to be smarter. He 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 really does. He knows he's being watched. He knows he's being on camera. You can't be waving guns. I mean, I understand he's on his own time. You can't really tell him what to do on his own time when he's, you know, away from the facility. And, you know, it it's okay for him to own a gun. And it doesn't really matter that he owns a gun because I'm sure there's a lot of people in professional sports or wherever it may be that own guns. But it's just the careless use of them, the acting like he's, you know, trying to trying to run with the wrong crowd and trying to be this and be that. Like, I understand that um, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed laid it into him a couple different times about how he's acting and, you know, even talking to T. Morant, Ja's dad, and saying, like, hey, Ja's not hood. You know, he came up in a private school two parents in a household and now he's trying to be like yeah I'm, I'm gangster I'm, I'm all this I'm all that and it's just you got 250 million and you're about to do what be suspended for half of your career because you want to play with a gun and then you know the, all the stories about oh it's a fake gun 
You ain't got to worry about it, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, it's not a fake gun. We know it's not a fake gun. So John Morant got to be smarter. 25 games. He went to all that rehab facility, which it's kind of weird that you went to rehab for a gun. You usually do that for drugs and alcohol. But, you know, whatever. Suit your boat. You know, do you. Everybody has their thing. But, uh, yeah, 25 games. So hopefully after those 25 games he come back in a clear space. He stays away from the guns. He stays away from – well, not necessarily stay away from the guns, but just stay away from – the the social media aspect of putting everything you do out there and being scrutinized for everything you do because now they're watching now they have an eye on you this is your second time away from the team and your team needs you you know they they really do you they don't just give anybody max contracts they only give the best of the best max contracts john moran is so they need him to stick around so they need him to be better about his business off the court so that he can stay on the court the best ability is availability so no matter how good john moran is if he's not on the court it doesn't matter so that's that nba news so to get into the meat of this episode we're talking about conor mcgregor today conor mcgregor in game four of the nba finals was at the miami heat game where he knocked the mascot out and sent him to the ER. That's besides the point. But, you know, nowadays, UFC fighters are punching anybody, I guess. But Conor McGregor was accused of sexual assault at the Miami Heat game. So, disclaimer before I get into this. I agree that sexual assault is something that needs to be taken very seriously in all accounts. And every time there's an accusation, it needs to be looked at and, you know, investigated to the furthest extent. No matter who makes the claim, whether it be man or woman, it needs to be taken to the furthest extent, investigated, because that is a very, very serious allegation. We've seen lives ruined over this all the time. Most recently in NFL, we saw Matt Ariza, the punter for the Buffalo Bills. He was drafted and then released before he even played a game because he was accused of gang raping a woman at San Diego State. Then the evidence came back and proved that he wasn't even in the room at the time of the allegations. So he just lost a year of football. Now he's looking to get his way back in the football. And it's just, it, it's a messy and just a wrong thing to do to wrongly accuse somebody of such a serious crime that is sexual assault. So looking at the Conor McGregor case and just looking at the evidence that came out and looking at the, the testimony that the um, witness gave, and let me just say this to to kind of prep everybody. If you haven't had or you haven't seen the information, now you're about to hear the information. None of it makes sense. None of, like it makes absolutely no sense. These allegations. Now, before I get into what was said and you know everything like that, Conor McGregor does have a slight history of sexual assault accusations. So in 2019, he had two different sexual assault claims, one in March, one in October in Ireland. In 2020, he got accused for sexual assault in Corsica, um, which was later dropped. And then in 2021, he faced a lawsuit for an alleged incident that happened in 2018. And earlier this year, in January, he was accused for attacking a woman on a yacht in Ibiza. And he's not faced legal punishment for anything. You know, Conor McGregor is a guy, he's 34 years old. He used to be a double champion in the UFC. He fought against Dustin Poirier, broke his ankle. He's trying to make his way back. He's now a coach on the Ultimate Fighter this season. He's set to fight Michael Chandler later on after all is said and done. So he's trying to make his way back. He's, you know, multi-millionaire, probably a billionaire at this point. He has his own alcohol. He has this. He has that. I mean, he is good for life, but, you know, he loves fighting, and, you know, that's what he's going to continue to do. 
but it's from the the from the evidence that the woman claimed or from the statement that she gave none of it it just it just doesn't make sense so the woman's story is that conor mcgregor was already inside the bathroom and that security forced her into the bathroom and then conor mcgregor jumped out of the stall and grabbed her and pushed her up against the wall and proceeded to sexually assault her which just listen to that alone is like okay so you're at a basketball game with thousands and thousands of people and you're saying that conor mcgregor who is roaming the halls who you know he's probably getting stopped multiple times saying hey can i get a picture can i get a picture can i get you know whatever all eyes are on him because you're a notorious figure you know that's not just his nickname but he is he is he's a notorious figure he's a guy that's going to be looked at no matter where he goes and so to say that he was already in the bathroom and to say that security forced you in there to the men's bathroom and that they didn't let you out and that you know he grabbed your purse and you did all this it just doesn't make sense does not make sense and then a video came out granted it's tmz we all know that tmz is right about everything right so tmz released a video and it shows mcgregor and the accuser walking it looks like into the bathroom but i i can't really tell but she's following them i mean there's no there is a security guard there but there's a line of people waiting to get into the bathroom. So you're telling me that there's a line of people waiting to get into the bathroom and this lady goes in behind Conor McGregor and which means there's people already in the bathroom. If there's a line to get into the bathroom, there's people already in the bathroom. So you're telling me he led you into this bathroom and you know proceeded to do what he did. It physically forced himself on you. It that that already just I don't want to say like throw the claim out the window. But at the same time, throw the claim out the window because you said he was in the stall waiting on you and the video shows otherwise. So the video came out and all of a sudden when the video came out, now the story's changed. So after the video was released, uh, the claimant's lawyer changed the story. And, you know, McGregor said, "Okay, this isn't true. So you can go ahead and investigate it all you want. And so obviously they are. But this lady is trying to pursue some legal something from not only McGregor, but also the NBA and also the the Miami Heat. Now, granted, it does say that security is preventing other people from entering the bathroom. But like I said, there's a line that's probably full. So security is like, hey, you can't go in there yet because there's nothing going on. But I just find it hard to believe that in this moment of time, the story's already off because you said he was in the stall waiting on you, which he wasn't. And you're saying he's forced himself on you, yada, yada. But not only is the video saying otherwise, but also later there's another video of her taking a selfie with Conor McGregor. Now, I don't know how some people are, but most people, and I've, I mean, I don't have no experience with this, but if a woman or a man, was to claim sexual assault on someone, I don't think that 30 minutes later they're going to be seen taking selfies with them. And, like, they're not they're not going to be in the same vicinity as them. They're just not. And, you know, when I first heard these allegations, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Conor McGregor, like, you know you're this massive figure. You can't put yourself in these certain situations to be accused. 
And like, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know where you are because everything is under a magnifying glass. But then when the video comes out, I'm like, well, he he didn't do anything wrong, you know. And there was a report that said that there was something, quote unquote, shakedown. But, you know, that was coming from the attorney of McGregor. So whatever that means. But like I said, the whole thing just sounds fishy from jump. And I don't know if I can look at this story and say, hey, yeah, McGregor did that, you know, put him under jail, you know, whatever, whatever. Now, if he did do it, yes, put him under the jail. And it doesn't help that he already has a history of being accused of sexual assault in the past. But looking at these uh, photos, videos, whatever, and reading the story and everything that led up to it and you know, how the story changes after the video comes out. It's just hard to believe this woman's side of the story. It's hard to believe that this was anything other than a money grab. And it's just it, like, what do we do when we have women or men doesn't like, I'm not just saying only women do this. I'm sure men do this too. But what, like, what do we do when, People falsely accuse someone of a serious crime such as sexual assault. Like, what's the next move? Do we do we go to trial and whatever the assailant, quote unquote, assailant would have gotten? Do we give that to the accuser or do we give them probation or do we give them a fine or do we just let them walk scotch free? I mean, this happens too many times. Like I said, we saw it with Matt Ariza. We saw it with the Ohio State corner um, coming out of college that one year, Gary on Conley. We saw it with the two Ohio State players uh, the year before last, and they spent two years in jail. Now they're out in a transfer portal looking for a place to play. Too many lives are ruined every day because of false allegations, because whether it be it's a jealous ex or whether it's a one-night stand who didn't call you back or whether it's you didn't, you ended up not liking this man or woman and you decide you're just going to go crazy and accuse them of something like what, what's the next step? What should we do? You know? And I think that as a people, we need to start speaking out about these false allegations. We need to start speaking out about, we need to do something about people who falsely accuse. Now, like I said, if someone does accuse, we do need to investigate it to the fullest extent and we do need to take it seriously from jump. We can't just write it off immediately because it is a serious accusation. So we have to make sure that it is false before we say it's false. We can't just automatically assume it's false because it is a serious allegation. But once we do find out it's false, what do we do? What's our next step? What do we find? Do we put them in jail? I mean, do we give them a citation? Like, what? There has to be something done for people who falsely accuse of sexual assault because it's a very, very serious crime. So I don't know where I'm standing right now in the Conor McGregor trial. I mean, right now I'm leaning more towards McGregor because the video shows that her story is false and that she changed her story once the video came out. So I guess she was hoping that, you know, no eyes were on the situation, but it's Conor McGregor. Somebody's gonna have their phone out. Somebody's gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's Conor McGregor. If I don't get it on my uh, iPhone or my Android, it didn't happen. If I don't get a picture with him, it, it didn't happen. If I don't get a video, it didn't happen. I mean, there's always going to be a phone out when you're around such a figure such as Conor McGregor. So 
that to say, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what the rest of the quote unquote details are on that situation. But, you know, I just I, I really want to see Conor McGregor back in the UFC and back in the ring and back fighting Michael Chandler later this year. I don't want this to stop his progress of training or the ultimate fighter or whatever it may be. And I hope this gets settled in a proper way. And if the lady did falsely accuse, I hope that she faces some kind of repercussions, whatever it may be that I feel like that needs to be talked about more and that needs to be addressed more also. And I think false accusations need to be taken as serious as the real allegations. So with that being said, that is it for today's episode. Hopefully on the next episode, there'll be more updates and then I can give you another update leading to whatever my next topic is going to be. But for all the people out there, keep yourselves out of situations to be accused like that. And if you are going to accuse somebody, please don't let it be false. Please, you know, be for real about your allegations because it's a very, very serious crime. So once more details comes out, I hope to get back to you and update you all. But other than that, I hope you all have a great night, great weekend. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Independence Day to all my brothers and sisters out there. Let's have a cookout and let's celebrate our freedom june 19th 1865 shout out to y'all that's it for today's episode until next time top of the morning 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 hold on